In a world where best laid plans go astray, there are two separate but equally important groups. Those who create history with their stupidity and the shit show podcast that covers them. These are their stories. Bienvenido a El Podcast de Shit Show. <laughs> Me llamo Rig y su nombre es Gustavo. ¿Cómo te va? Wonderful. Just really warming up for our uh, Olympics podcast in approximately seven months. <laughs> Because we all know that everyone in Tokyo <laughs> speaks Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> Famously, the Olympics is Spanish. Anyway, how are you, mate? I'm good. I also asked, how were you? Oh, good. Yeah, I responded with a, another question, as is your custom. As is Australian <laughs> custom. <laughs> how you going? How you going? <laughs> Fuck, we're back at square one. <laughs> anyway, yeah, mate, uh, yeah, good. Yeah, really good. Yeah, good week. It just, uh, it's been 99 out of 100. It's just been fantastic. Not a lot of room for error there. No, but the error, the error came in the shape of, uh, you've worked in an office environment before, right? I've heard you, of such things. You've, when, you, when you're in your advertising days. So there's eight cubicles in the male bathroom yes. uh, at work, and then there's one disabled cubicle. Go to the bathroom a couple of days ago, and uh, all of the the men's stalls, apart from the disabled, are taken. Right, and I go, you know what? I'm going to treat myself. I am just going to roll oh the dice no. on, on this one. Go and, and you you eat a lot of fiber. Absolutely, that's uh, plenty of poos in the news for one episode. <laughs> um, and go so go in there and uh, lock the latch. Sit down, pants around the ankles, very vulnerable. All of a sudden, I see the latch on the door start to swing up. And I'm like, no, but because it's the disabled toilet, the door is a fucking mile away. So you cannot oh, reach it. No. So I can fit a wheelchair in there. And all of a sudden, door swings open. Some weird tech guy who works in the office next to me is just staring at me. <laughs> pants around the ankles. Does not close the door. Is just he in a wheelchair? No. Able-bodied. Just oh. stares at me in the eyes. And then slowly shuts the door. I have run into that bloke <laughs> now a dozen times over the last two days. And every time he just looks straight at me with the gaze of a man. At you or through you? <laughs> don't know. But it's with the, the gaze of a man who has seen me at my absolute thinnest. Yeah, it's also a thing of like, you're now in this together. Completely. Because you know that both of you are bonded by this horrible act. Yeah, it's a, it's like relationships that start off in disaster. Yeah. And you're bonded by the trauma. Um, except that I feel like the only way for this curse to be undone is for me to see him sitting on the toilet, and that is not a a thing that I wish upon myself or my uh, worst enemy. I can almost guarantee that this is a spider-type scenario wherein he is the huntsman on the wall and he is more afraid of you than you are of him. <laughs> he, he is basically the South Park World of Warcraft episode <laughs> rolled into one human. <laughs> well, in which case, he would have just shat in a bucket while still at his seat. <laughs> just slamming cola. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, that, that equates for my one out of 100 in otherwise a 99 out of 100 week. My God, that is... I thought, do you know where I thought that was going to go? I thought it was going to be like, this is the layout of a men's bathroom. Eight stalls, uh, sorry, eight uh, urinals right next to one another. I am on the far right. 
everything else is empty, one guy comes and stands and pisses right, right next, next to me. me. No, that, that's the that's footy. That's the nightmare. Yeah, that's that's always that that's is always tough. The nightmare. Why? Why in like the human brain, incredibly complex. Yeah, capable of amazing things. How is it possible that you would look at eight urinals and go, great, seven of them are free. I'm just going to get rid of those two next to the guy in the corner who's pissing and I'll just take yeah. any one of these five. Yeah. Any one of these five, nah. Because it's... Hones a, in on the one right next it, to it. Which is bizarre, right? It's not like a car space. You're not trying to get closer to your house. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you're trying to get closer to the door or anything like that. Just pick one. The furthest away from any other human <laughs> and take a piss. It's not that hard. But I digress. <laughs> I'm just very passionate about that, about condom use, about a lot of things. Yeah, the kids are not okay. They aren't. We're, we can get to the ketamine <laughs> and the tongues and the asses later. <laughs> but welcome, because for the second week that I've done the intros, I've forgotten to tell you that this is Shit Show, <laughs> a podcast where we look at history's greatest intentions that have just fallen off the rails. And you have the segments this week, my friend, which means we start with the all-important Trainwreck Trophy which we cannot possibly get to without first playing the anthem. Yeah, look, I speak for all listeners, when I tell you that if you focused less on starting the episode in a different language every week and more on introducing the actual show, <laughs> then people would have a much better idea of what we're about. This has always been the major conflict between you and I. I, L- tried, to edu- I tried to educate. <laughs> <laughs> Snorri Enarsson. Don't come in here and linguistically shame me because my grasp of English... Great. My <laughs> grasp of Icelandic, questionable. But getting there. But you have no desire to get better and that's what really hurts. <laughs> so you've got Trainwreck Trophy, mate, which means you have gone through the internet to find three topical pieces or three topical train wrecks from the last week. What have you found? Well, <laughs> we had a conversation last episode about how it is incredibly loose to try and blame... Uh, a variety of the world's completely unrelated problems on the gays and also (laughs) that you cannot possibly catch homosexuality as a disease. We did. Yeah. We just want to reinforce that. To you any, still can't. To anybody that thought that maybe that had changed in a week, no, no, it's uh, it's not a, not a thing. It is just literally a, a thing that occurs in the world. It does not, does not impact a health system. It cannot be transferred by saliva. <laughs> it is not something like that. Jeez, I'm going to be disappointed if our listenership goes down after <laughs> this public service announcement. <laughs> after the PSA. Anyway, the first cab off the rank for Trainwreck this week is... Headline. Russian prisons suspended yoga over fears it could make inmates gay. Oh, good. <laughs> In a land that is famously homophobic <laughs> it is of no surprise to us <laughs> that the concept that all of the incarcerated bears <laughs> should not be doing downward dog <laughs> these men are doing yoga it'll turn them gay no you're wrong 
They're actually shave bears. <laughs> We're not worried about the men, but these gay bears are a real problem. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> this, is, this is the actual statement from the Russian prison system. Yoga poses <laughs> cause uncontrolled sexual arousal, which will lead to homosexuality behind bars. Stop wearing yoga pants. <laughs> It's those. <laughs> the problem here isn't yoga. It's them damn sexy prisoners. <laughs> Stupid sexy prisoners <laughs> just like wiggling their butts in the yoga pants. For some reason, every time I hear about a Russian problem with homosexuality, I cannot unsee Putin topless riding a horse. And like, it, it, oiled he, up as well. But the other thing about every... Every gay thing that comes out of Russia is that they make it sound like people are otherwise unable to control themselves. <laughs> like everyone is default gay, and yeah. it's just like, look, if we dangle this carrot, it's gonna be dudes <laughs> fucking dudes everywhere, and we cannot have it. And it's like, what are you talking about? I, I get it because they are coming from a hardwired KGB. Everyone has a, a secret word that will activate them perspective. Yeah. So they're just trying to make sure that no one does the pose that is guaranteed to make you gay. <laughs> That's guaranteed to activate all homosexuality. <laughs> they know. The rest of us, totally in the dark. <laughs> anyway, so at, at three separate prisons in Moscow, uh, yoga was suspended. And they have then gone further and found <laughs> a series of people to back this up. They got a religious scholar, surprise, surprise, and a conservative lawmaker to come out and make long speeches about how if you do yoga, you are guaranteed to catch the gay. <laughs> My <laughs> God. <laughs> here, Holy shit. Here we Look, go. Oh Here's, uh, <laughs> and it reaches the upper house of Russian parliament where the once again now famous quote yoga poses cause uncontrolled sexual arousal which will lead to homosexuality behind bars was delivered to Russian parliament now we've covered so many times that Russia is fucking crazy yeah and everything in there is mentally backwards Every, whoever that country is literally asleep at the wheel <laughs> There is and it needs trees, to hit a tree. Trees coming soon. at them left, right, and centre. However, even even with their backwards culture of literally doping everyone, even their curlers, <laughs> <laughs> trying to turn <laughs> every single child there into an absolute warrior from birth <laughs> and having nothing but bears on unicycles. <laughs> <laughs> Their upper house of parliament <laughs> laughed the fucking shit out of this. Yeah, <laughs> they right. went, no, 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 no. Open those prisons back up for yoga because this is crazy even for us. Wow. <laughs> is this the first instance where we've heard about common sense in Russia? <laughs> I don't even think it can be translated into Cyrillic <laughs> common sense. <laughs> However, they, <laughs> they have then released this comment. Uh, we have decided to resume the prison yoga initiative. Uh, we cite health benefits as a reason to continue with the therapeutic, if slightly sexy, practice. <laughs> 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 
Can you imagine them sitting around and petting this as a full-blown room of Russia's elite minds and just being like, all right, guys, do we all agree that it is therapeutic? Yes. Anything to add? I think it's slightly sexy. <laughs> put it in. <laughs> put it, put Send it, it in. to Fred. Igor has, has a valid point. <laughs> it is slightly sexy. Look, I've got a, I've got a bit of a message for the, the lawmakers over there in Russia and the wardens of the prison system. <laughs> Go. If you think yoga is the gayest thing to happen in prisons, I got another <laughs> I got another thing to tell you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, there that is train wreck number one. Okay. Train wreck number two. <laughs> Headline. British man 32 nearly dies after Parasite crawls up his penis and lays eggs while he swims in lake on African holiday. Oh, my God. See? You're not the only one that can bring weird sex medical stuff on the show. I literally was about, oh, no, and you give me (laughs) shit. (laughs) For the basketball side, scrot with rotting flesh. Okay, we've we've been over this. (laughs) Wound vacuum. (laughs) Shut up. So... Dorsal slip <laughs> procedure. <laughs> Cannot unhear <laughs> anything that you just said. So, here's the skinny on this. 32-year-old bloke from Kensington went on <laughs> his dream holiday oh. to, to Lake Malawi and almost died after a parasite crawled into his manhood and lay eggs in there. It says, James Michael from Kensington said he was left debilitated and unable to sleep from the pain of the bugs attacking his body. Oh. The 32-year-old was on a canoeing trip of a lifetime with friends to Southeast Africa, travelling from Zambia to Zimbabwe. Uh, yeah. They made a five-day stopover in Malawi where they swam on Lake Malawi before flying back to the UK. But unbeknownst to James, a parasitic flatworm called Gizdosomes. <laughs> I assume it's a Spanish flatworm. Gizdosomes. <laughs> Senor, to Senor you. Senor Gomez. <laughs> what are you doing here in my dick laying eggs? <laughs> Fancy seeing you here. How did you fit that in? Had crawled inside his penis and laid eggs in his vital organs. Oh, anyway. Jesus. <laughs> so, he then goes back to the UK uh, and... A year later. Oh, he, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so not straight away. Oh. Over a year after his trip, James noticed a loss of feeling in his legs and struggled to complete tasks like walking upstairs. Neurologists told him his immune system was attacking his spine and put him on a six-month course of steroids, although the doctor still didn't know what had actually caused it. Doctors from the Hospital for Tropical Diseases eventually told James he'd contracted... Schizosomiasis. Senor Gomez. (laughs) (laughs) Also known as Bilharzia. (laughs) Have you met my friend? Bill. (laughs) Bilharzia. (laughs) I haven't seen you in years. Ah, What are you doing? It's me. Senor Gomez. (laughs) Where have you been? Malawi mostly. Uh, also known as Bilharzia, a parasitic worm <laughs> that had crawled up his penis and laid eggs in his body. So just to get you <laughs> up so, to speed. So Bill walks through his dick like it's a door after a hard day at work, puts his hat on the rack and puts his fucking suitcase down. Bill, you're back. Oh, hi, kidneys. Just going to lay some eggs. Oh, 
This isn't the saloon. <laughs> oh, if it isn't my old friend, Senor Gomez. Bill! <laughs> Bill Harcia, as I live and breathe. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> That's that's when <laughs> the greatest quote that has happened on this show in a very long time occurs. This is from James from Kensington, the vessel for both of these blokes. <laughs> when I look back at photos from my time in Africa, it's weird to think that's where the parasite crawled up my penis. <laughs> Can you imagine saying that, that is to a, a journalist? That is, that is a fantastic <laughs> journal entry. <laughs> that, is the, that is the closing narration of a movie about his life. <laughs> Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way and that... I could not tell. <laughs> that this would be the time <laughs> that a worm <laughs> went up my dick hole. <laughs> When I look back at photos from my time in Africa, <laughs> it's weird to think that's where the parasite crawled up my penis. <laughs> um, so the end result of this is that it turns out that... Uh, Don't say amputate the penis. <laughs> Don't say amputate the penis. Both both of the uh, the core visitors through his dick, both Bill and Senor Gomez, <laughs> could have been eradicated quite quickly with a course of antibiotics. However, because he left it for so long, it was super fucked. Oh, so no. he was at, he was in a wheelchair for he was in hospital for three months. Shit. Then a wheelchair for three months. Then for some reason uh, he they released him from hospital and he had some kind of extreme acne breakout and he had uh, a ton of diarrhea. But now, <laughs> but now. Now that he's gotten rid of Bill and Senor Gomez, <laughs> <laughs> sent them back to, back to the sewers that they were born in, he's fine. Yeah, right. Good for him. No, he doesn't say that. I do not know. Oh. <laughs> More to come. <laughs> it just says at the bottom. <laughs> to be concluded. Um, it, it has, uh, unfortunately, the last line of the article just says, as a quote from James, this has been horrendous. It's felt like a never-ending mountain I've had to climb. And that's where it ends. Like, there's <laughs> oh no closure God. on this at oh, all. Jesus. Okay, so that's the second one. <laughs> oh, also, uh, that second train wreck comes to us courtesy of one Michael Murray. Oh. Yes, huge fan of uh, various parasites. Uh <laughs> Just does go to Adelaide a lot and <laughs> told us this week that if we don't stop ragging on the wool shed in Adelaide, <laughs> he will never listen to the cast again. <laughs> and we made no promises and continued to rag on the wool shed. Them's fighting words. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So <laughs> the third one also uh, comes from a loyal listener from one Robbie Ald, a.k.a. Iceman. Yep. Who ironically... The Iceman has come through with an article where the headline is Feral Pigs Snuffle Through $30,000 Worth of Cocaine in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Feral Pigs have snuffed their way through 30 grand worth of coke buried in a forest by Italian gangsters. That's the, so good. The mafioso's pro-scene problem was uh, uncovered when a, poli a police phone tap picked up suspected drug gang members complaining about losing stock to wild boars 
The gang had concealed their shipment of cocaine by separating it into separate jars and burying it in a heavily wooded area of Tuscany. So the bit that they... Scenery would be beautiful, (laughs) though. It would be incredible. Amazing. How good do wild boars in Tuscany have it? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Fuck the truffles. They're psyched for the fucking Colombian powder. Completely. They're just roaming through paddocks looking for truffles. Sometimes they find truffles. Sometimes they find jars of coke. (laughs) (laughs) They think they're people. (laughs) It's so cute. Roaming around, just looking for coke. (laughs) Weirdly... It's exactly the same way that it is in uh, various inner city nightclubs of Sydney. Absolute Ro- pigs <laughs> walking around, <laughs> sniffing <laughs> truffles or coke. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I'll take the truffle hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> also, a line out of this jar. Have you heard my set? It's fucking ace. <laughs> DJ Nose Pig. <laughs> Just the opening the, act for DJ Scranus <laughs> slaying the decks, but also if you're if you're a if you're a drug gang, and, and I, I say that with all of the am I in the cloud that I can muster, <laughs> if you're a drug gang, and you're trying to figure out ways that you can conceal coke. Is this the start of your business plan? Yeah, chat? absolutely. This is the pyramid. <laughs> Get in at the fucking ground. Yeah. <laughs> you, you are Richard Branson <laughs> telling people how to start up. Surely burying it is not the way to go. Well, all if they bury everything, they bury cash in the mattress. <laughs> what makes you think they won't bury coke in the ground? I just I just feel like there's there's better places to put it. Like such as inside a tree. And we are on a watch list. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah, anyway, it's not that I would know. Anyway, I'm just saying that if you really want to hide all of your coke and not get caught, then you can get in contact with us at... (laughs) (laughs) DJNosePig at (laughs) gmail.com And that is the third train wreck. Huge. So, just to recap. Train wreck one. Russian's prison system bans yoga... Under the, provi- uh, under the guise that it encourages and uh, basically produces homosexuality in prisoners. Yep. The second one is <laughs> the African pair of uh, <laughs> amiable parasites that crawled up the dick of a British tourist <laughs> and had a dead set party for a year, <laughs> Bill and Senor Gomez. <laughs> And the third one, <laughs> the pack of DJ pigs <laughs> that roamed through a Tuscan paddock and just absolutely scarfed through 30k worth of coke. You know that this week, again, incredibly strong, but you know that I cannot go past <laughs> any insert object Dick, up the, the dickhole. Dick <laughs> <laughs> Number two wins it by a country mile. That's it. Play the sting. And before we get to One Star Reservoir, the people's segment, we have got this sponsored slash very much paid for (laughs) shout out. This summer, 31 years ago, a boy was born quite fat. Sorry, Mrs. Homburg, you can't park your van in the hospital. Oh my God, that is one fat child. Today, that boy is a man. A man with the shittiest of beards. 
Boy Homburg, do you shave your pubes and stick them to your face? And a horrible dress sense. Stevie Wonder has better colour coordination. Wielding a mystical force from lands far away. Uh, Caps, anyone? It's Tuesday. And? And a Nordic venereal disease that creams cannot cure. Ah, oh, fuck, not the Viking clan. This holiday season, Kyle Homburg is old as fuck. How good, he's got a lot of promise. So, <laughs> we are now he's, moving... He's a girling. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're now moving on to One Star Reservoir, the people segment you have gone through and painstakingly at this stage found the best one-star reviews you could of any product, <laughs> service, literally anything that can be reviewed. What have you found this week? Absolutely. And like a feral pig looking for cocaine. <laughs> My God, am I excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and like a feral pig who's actually doing his cocaine in the nightclub bathroom. I've forgotten the cue for the song. <laughs> I've I've gone back to the well because I feel like the people deserve to hear from one of the classics, which is shitty, shitty hostels and motels. Love that. <laughs> okay. One star. This is a review of the Nana City Hotel. One star. Headline. <laughs> Pea-stained bedsheets, blood specks and semen. <laughs> I am sorry, but... The holy trinity. <laughs> the absolute apex yeah. of shitty reviews. <laughs> I'm sorry, but whoever is leaving positive remarks for this hotel is either drunk or like one guest remarks, it is near Nana Plaza. Yes, the place that is a massive open brothel. <laughs> that appears more important the location than the condition of the hotel for the massive perverts, weirdos and rich in this area for one thing only. My God, this is a word salad. <laughs> I can one speak from my heart as a traveller that has visited over 50 countries and stayed in over 300 hotels. Yeah, calm down, buddy. And nothing was clean. Bedsheets had pea stains, blood specks, and in capitals, semen stains. <laughs> Disgusting <laughs> is putting it lightly. I'm disgusted and so angry with Booking.com, Agode and other booking companies that don't give a goddamn for hygiene <laughs> and who do nothing with bad reviews. These sharks want one thing, your money, and don't give a toss about your health or safety. I care for people and a basic of hygiene. If you like to sleep in piss-ridden sheets and risk scratching all night, then this hotel dump is for you. <laughs> Date of stay, December 2017. <laughs> Love that. The Agode. Agode. <laughs> Also, they spelt out dot <laughs> for booking.com. <laughs> I don't know why. It's because it hyperlinks otherwise. Oh. They, they won't let you put links in there. All oh, right. But it's it, that that's a tough thing because it's like, uh, what I don't get is it like, okay, fine, you've stayed in 300 hotels, you've done all this amazing stuff with your life. How have you not learned how to use a fucking full stop? Oh, completely. But also. If you have actually visited 50 countries and you'd stayed in 300 hotels, I guarantee that you have seen bloodstained sheets. <laughs> our, our research has taught us <laughs> that if you stay in over 100 hotels, you are guaranteed to see it. Yeah, absolutely. It's everywhere. Much in the same way that you will get in a car accident every 95,000 Ks. <laughs> 
every 80 or so hotels, piss, <laughs> blood, and or semen. <laughs> okay. The next one is quite long, so it's <laughs> it has a response. Okay. So it's going to count as two. It's coming from a place in Southport that has 5,000 reviews. Wow. Guess how many of them are rated one star? 20? Two and a half thousand. Oh, my God. <laughs> How's that graph? Oh, holy shit. Guys, it is just a fucking landslide of terrible. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, here we go. It is uh, a review for New Pontons, Southport. One star, headline, disgusting. After a six-hour drive, we arrived on Friday, 17th September, and when we turned up, I thought we were in the wrong resort until I asked a gentleman on the front gate if this was the all-new Pontons, as advertised. It was falling apart and filthy dirty. He said, yes, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> we got round the corner for my children to witness their first ever brawl and arrest. There were police riot vans on site and police cars with people throwing bottles and young children in the middle of it all. It was an actual riot. We then decided to try and find somewhere to park, which was near on impot. I'm just going to stop quickly. If you see an actual <laughs> riot and then your first instinct is not the fuck, I'm getting me and my family out of here, but instead it's... What's, oh. the, what's the closest park to the room? <laughs> God, you know, I've got a whole car park. I'm going to park right next to this car here that's taking a piss. <laughs> we then decided to try and find somewhere to park. Near on impossible. Eventually found a space in the back car park. On the way up to our room, there were people swearing, smoking cannabis, and throwing chairs around. When we got into our room, it was even worse. There was sick in one of the wardrobes. Oh, <laughs> no Jesus. doors on that wardrobe. Blood stains on the mattresses, and sandwiches stuck between the creases of the pull-out sofa bed. <laughs> <laughs> that is a troll. <laughs> That's bleak. Oh. We went down to reception to report this, and were told to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> the receptionist then left the desk to join the riot. <laughs> <laughs> this was Armageddon. <laughs> it got to about 8pm and we drove to the nearest Tesco to get some cleaning stuff and a broom and dustpan. <laughs> we decided to clean the apartment ourselves, then thought to take the children down to the children's entertainment. We quickly left there. As when we got there, I was shocked to find it full of adults, teenagers, and even the children were completely paralytic. <laughs> oh, God. We decided to call it a night and put our children to bed who were sobbing their hearts out <laughs> as they were terrified. <laughs> well, you could not sleep as the mattresses were paper thin and you could feel every spring. <laughs> it was noisy all night and the sound of an actual riot was outside. People were shouting and swearing. There was no security on site to rectify anything. When I walked down to ask about security, I was told, go fuck, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I asked if I could speak to a manager. And once the manager came outside, they said, we are trying our best to sort out the issues in the clubhouse and resort. There is no security on the rest of the site. When we awoke the next morning, we had been bitten by something. And when we went to have a shower, it was freezing cold. Went to reception again to complain, was again told to fuck off. 
And You've got to admire that consistency. <laughs> and yet again, no one turned up to clean our apartment or fix the hot water. I was just told that we should have some hot water later. Well, we thought the swimming pool wouldn't be too bad, but we walked up with my children who were excited to go swimming and stop crying to find it completely packed with no one monitoring how many people were in the swimming pool and a lifeguard scratching his head, not knowing what to do with the human excrement that was floating around the surface. Oh, God. (laughs) At that point, we decided to leave the resort and head out for the whole day. So they don't leave the resort. (laughs) They go out for the day. Upon returning to the resort, we all headed up to have a shower, but yet again, no hot water. So we decided to just lock ourselves in our apartment and try and get some sleep again. We were all startled by the noise of sirens and looked out to see another riot van and police cars coming into the resort. (laughs) Jesus. Well, when it got to 2am and none of us could get to sleep due to the noise, smell of cannabis and the uncomfy prison-like beds, we all decided we would have to leave the next day. This is day three, Rick. Oh my God. (laughs) We got up the next morning and tried the showers again, but guess what? Freezing cold. We decided we would need to find a hotel elsewhere as it was a six-hour drive home and I did not want to ruin our children's only short break they are getting this year. We had had to book into a holiday inn in Liverpool as we could not stay any longer. A response from the the (laughs) hostel and and resort. Go fuck yourself. Hi, Daniel. Thanks for your review of Ponton Southport and we take your points on board. We do realise that our type of holiday is not for everyone. And we do (laughs) apologise if you did not enjoy yourself here. It is important we receive constructive criticism of our holidays. We thank you for passing on your comments. You will not be receiving a refund. (laughs) (laughs) We're so sorry that you mistook our hotel for the immersive riots (laughs) experience that it is. (laughs) How is the... I counted five times that this bloke was told to to fuck fuck off. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't believe he stuck it out. (laughs) It's insane. When when he arrives and there's an actual riot occurring (laughs) and he doesn't turn around, I have serious, serious (laughs) questions for his parenting (laughs) and also for his mindset as a human (laughs) because that is fight or flight and he did the third option, (laughs) stay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's the one where you definitely get murdered. <laughs> Fight, pro- possible murder. Flight, not murdered. Stay, 100% murdered. I've got to ask him how he suppresses adrenaline like it's, that. It's amazing. His children must be absolute Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> Being raised by this psycho. Oh, my God. Oh, and that so is the end of One Star Reservoir. Mate, that is so good. <laughs> so that means that we are into the meaty, the juicy, Mm. the prime rib part of the program. Succulent. (laughs) It is bloody on your plate, ready to be devoured. Rig has gone deep into history or shallow into history. I'm just making assumptions because you are a man with a penchant for the past. Mm. What have you got for us this week? Welcome to the future of 1997. Great. Love everything about this. Strong start. David Scott Gant. So he was an Iraqi war veteran working for a company called Loomis Fargo in Charlotte, North Carolina. His status, unhappily married. His job, bank vault superintendent. His parents, likely dead. (laughs) (laughs) Now every day... Anyway, so his parents are dead. Yeah. So every day, 
David would wake up, I assume, say nothing to his wife that he hates, and then head off to work at a central cash vault, load up armoured trucks and send them away to deliver cash to banks. Perfect. He I think sounds we already... immediately like the most villainy bloke going. He's a cool dude. <laughs> I can almost see his Levi jeans and New Balance sneakers. <laughs> so he had a pretty humdrum 90s North Carolina life, working hard for piss all money, going to the break room to talk about chokers, Blank VHS tapes that you always had to have for some reason. <laughs> Discmans <laughs> saying racist shit without looking around first. The classics. Then, one day, our mate Dave meets Kelly Campbell. She is 90s North Carolina smoking. So a solid six. Yeah. <laughs> and, and every day, 2019 five. Yeah. <laughs> Before people come at me, though, it's worth pointing out that Dave is a hard three. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, from your opening three sentences, it does not matter who you describe as his love interest. He's punching, regardless. (laughs) I know. You give you give me an inanimate sack. She's yeah, and he's punching. (laughs) She's not way out of his league. She's playing a different sport (laughs) because, like I said, he's still married to a woman he hates. And who hates him back? And he sucks and his butt smells and he likes to kiss his own butt. (laughs) One day, Kelly and Dave are having a chat at work, talking about Tamagotchis and shit. When Dave... (laughs) Cool bank vault shit. (laughs) Tamagotchis, it's 97. When Dave has a eureka moment. He hates his marriage, he hates his job, his parents could be dead, and he says, maybe we should rob this bank. (laughs) Well, actually, technically not a bank. It's just a warehouse full of money. That sends the money. Oh, hold on. No, no, no. Which you could say, I guess, technically <laughs> That's about a bank. What a bank is. No, but it's like it's a warehouse full of money. It was just a central cash vault, so it's not it's not public facing. This is semantics. It's not. As we go further into this story, don't blind the people <laughs> and wish wash over stuff. All right. So he's like, maybe we should rob this place. Kelly is like, are you serious? And there's you a just long... got heaps hotter. You're a four in my eyes now. And a long pause while Dave shits bricks, (laughs) wondering what she'll say. (laughs) Because I know a guy that can help, (laughs) says Kelly. (laughs) The guy in question was Steve Chambers, a small-time crook and one-time FBI informant. So, he's a (laughs) small-time crook and a rat. (laughs) Sick. Dave thinks you can't win them all. We've got ourselves a robbery here. (laughs) So in the lead up to the heist, Dave is feeling pretty great. The company is short-staffed that he works for. And due to his tenure and position, they trust him. So he has the keys to everything. The vehicles, the building, the security officers, the vaults, everything. Yeah. So this whole thing was going to be a fucking layup. (laughs) He has a trainee with him on the day of the robbery. So he does what we all do when we have someone that we have to immediately manage and they're brand new, you pat them on the shoulder and you say, hey, great job today, fuck wit, now go home. <laughs> take, While you take stay behind and off. do all of their work that they were supposed <laughs> to do. <laughs> so Dave turns off all the cameras and gets to putting the money into bags, which takes about an hour. He loads the money into an armoured truck and then drives to a deserted building with Kelly where he meets up with Steve Chambers and his wife, Michelle. Okay, this um, this now sounds like a porn. 
it's gone from heist <laughs> quickly to porn. Yeah. <laughs> That's how all, most most of <laughs> the heists that I watch are porn. <laughs> also. It's just like, hey, you robbing that bank? <laughs> I might be. <laughs> how about you rub this ass? <laughs> it's just oh, like, oh my god! And it's literally that like, is, that there are just puns the that worst scripting puns that. <laughs> what and you and you th- and you think porn scripting is good? I, I <laughs> want you. I want you right this... now. No, I want you right now to come up with a better bank heist porn line right now. Okay, fantastic. What about? Oh, a heist, but you've already stolen my heart. No one would say that in a porn. That's worse than mine. <laughs> Yours is mine. How about you rob this ass? Exactly. You, we're giving this to the people. Which porn line is better? <laughs> it is. What is it? What? Uh, what, what yours, is it? Yours. Yours. No, no, no. Is, what was yours? Uh, oh, this this heist going well. You've already stolen my. You've heart. already stolen my heart. Whereas mine is. How about you rob this ass? <laughs> and we're going to give it to the people. And I have a feeling they are going to vote with their hearts <laughs> and their dicks and vaginas. <laughs> well, I mean, I hope they vote with their fingers. Well, <laughs> we'll just see what happens. <laughs> a lot of damaged phones. Yeah. How about you rob this ass? <laughs> the, <laughs> the genius of the fucking apple bar just like, why is there so much moisture in here? <laughs> I... <laughs> I am 100% saying that to someone out of context this week. (laughs) Just in a work context. It's like, (laughs) uh, someone's going to ask me to do something I don't want to do, and I'm going to respond with, how about you rob this ass? (laughs) And I am going to lose clients. (laughs) Anyway. So, yeah, he's got all the money. It's in a truck. He's driven there with Kelly, and he meets up with Steve Chambers, and his wife, Michelle. Who will be referred to by his full name for this whole story. <laughs> yeah. So the next morning, guards walk in and say, hmm. how about you rob this ass? <laughs> <laughs> no. The next morning... <laughs> the next morning, guards walk in oh. and say, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any withdrawals last night? Oh, Yeah. How about you rob this ass? Stop. <laughs> there were no withdrawals, but a lot of deposits. deposits uh... <laughs> stop. We need to stop writing a porno <laughs> this episode. <laughs> so, yeah, the guards are like, were there any withdrawals last night? The response is, there were some. Why? What's missing? Guards are like, $17 million. Oh. So just a small step above <laughs> balancing the tills after a busy <laughs> Saturday night shift at the bar. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the moment that you suspect that one of your bar packs might be stealing from you. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're 40 short. We're always 40 short. Okay. <laughs> You're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Who just said we're always 40 short? Yeah. Stop stealing from me. <laughs> uh, so immediately Dave is a suspect, as he was the only guy on shift. And Fucking oath he is. Yeah, and didn't show up for work the next day. And he also yelled, how about you rob this ass at yeah. the guards? <laughs> it's all very open and shut. <laughs> Authorities check the security footage. But Rig, he turned off all the cameras, didn't you say? Yes. Oh, Gus. Poor, stupid Gus. <laughs> Why don't you rob this ass? <laughs> He cut off two out of the three cameras. Oh, so fuck. authorities see Dave not only chucking $17.3 million. Yeah, AKA dead set robbing ass. <laughs> robbing ass into an He's all car. over it. 
Not only do they see him put all the money in the car, but they see him do a stupid little dance once he loads <laughs> everything in. <laughs> and we know how white Dave is, oh, so yeah. you can only surmise the sort of rhythm <laughs> therein. He has smooth operator playing in his head. <laughs> yeah. So it's an open and shut case. Dave stole the money, only no one knows where Dave or the money is. But we soon will. Right after the heist, Dave and Kelly drove the armoured truck full of cash to the deserted building where Steve and Michelle Chambers were waiting with two cars. Dave hops out, takes out about 35 grand, then gives the keys to Steve and tasks him with hiding the remaining money. This is because the plan was as follows. Step one, rob Rob that ass. ass. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Step two, repeat step one as needed. (laughs) Step one, rob that ass. <laughs> Step two, do stupid dance. <laughs> Step three, Dave takes enough money to flee to Mexico, but not enough to alert the authorities. Because there was a $50,000 limit that you could take To in take across borders. Without anyone asking questions. Which is a <sighs> fucking lot of money. That's tons it's more 10 than grand it's 10 gr- yeah. is, is it 10 grand across the board? I think it's 10 grand bringing it in. Yeah, yeah right. So... He takes 35... So, yeah, so that's step three. Step four, Steve, Michelle and Kelly hide the remaining money and then transfer it to Dave when necessary down in Mexico. Okay. And step five... There's a huge loophole here. And step five, lay low for a year or two, no big purchases, wait for everything to blow over. Just wire transfer cash. Oh, God. Dave, this plan is watertight. Holy (laughs) shit, this is dumb. (laughs) Dave, what the fuck? Things go super well once the track <laughs> once the truck arrives full of cash. I'm just going to do this. We're going to go full sliding doors starring Gwyneth Paltrow. Great. And follow just Dave for now. I think it's important that we do because I already know that Steve is a snitchy, snitchy rat. <laughs> so Dave takes a bag full of cash, slams the door and gives the van keys to Steve before taking a different car and heading towards Columbia, South Carolina to hop a plane to Mexico. He gets there and says, one ticket to Mexico, please. The attendant says, dude, we don't fly to Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Well, where does? Answer, New Orleans. Oh, that's a long drive. So he drives there and buys some comically large cowboy boots. Why? Because fashion... (laughs) no to stuff money in (laughs) so he's walking around with actual cash boots cash boots like a stick figure with chronic (laughs) diarrhea just all limbs (laughs) no movement in the knees as he moves through New Orleans airport the original bow-legged cowboy yeah he buys a ticket to Mexico straight cash, which I assume was super <laughs> legit in the 90s. I reckon it was. I reckon it was because you had like a teller. Like when yeah. you just used to go and it was like, one ticket, thanks. Like you're fucking at the bank. <laughs> 97 was the beginning of the Skrillex internet. <laughs> so people were not getting on the line without it sounding like a full-blown Def Jam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he buys a ticket to Mexico, straight cash, uh, which is totally normal. He heads to Cancun and lives it up. So on the other side of the sliding door, let's follow Steve. Steve Chambers receives the keys from Dave, remember, after he slams the door. Of course. And he watches Dave drive off into the night. Immediately, Steve drops the keys. 
Remember when I said Dave had the keys to everything? The vaults, the vehicles, every single door in this joint? Yeah. Well, they're all on one giant key ring. <laughs> 200 <laughs> keys. <laughs> I thought that only existed in the, in the movies and like cartoons. It's that dumb. This guy. Here's a comically large <laughs> key ring with 50. I literally thought it was like an exaggeration that they did for comedic effect. Yeah. No, no, no. He's he's Real the life. he's the whitest guy ever. <laughs> Would you not expect him to have the biggest bunch of keys in history attached to his belt <laughs> by some kind of cool, efficient leather clasp? <laughs> he also had a Leatherman. Yeah, it just kept his pager safe. <laughs> uh, so they try breaking into the van because going through two hundred keys will take ages. For those who forgot, this is an armoured van used <laughs> to transport money. <laughs> They're trying to break in to that. <laughs> they try spitting at it, screaming at it, <laughs> throwing rocks at it. Robbing that ass. <laughs> throwing sticks at it. Nothing works, so they go through all the keys until they find the right one. Steve finally opens the van and takes a look at all the money. It's wall-to-wall cash. He soon realises that there's too much of it to fit into his getaway car. Not only that, but you've heard the phrase ton of cash. This was a literal ton. fucking ton yeah. of cash. Because most of the fucking bundles of money were in denominations of 20 or smaller. No! <laughs> that is so, so disappointing. Bricks on bricks <laughs> on bricks on bricks like it's my family portrait. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the one thing that when you go to the states and have you have you ever actually changed a couple of hundred bucks into ones? Katie and I did it. How many strip clubs have you been to? <laughs> <laughs> so me and Katie were going. So me and my wife club. are in America changing three hundred bucks into ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, have and it is weighty. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. It's of dense. paper. Yeah, absolutely. So wow, that's a, that is just yeah. actual well, it, ton. Yeah, everything. So everything's twenty or smaller. So like you can tell why it was absolute wall to wall, top to bottom cash. Which, if you walked, I don't care if you robbed a bank. If you're walking around with bundles of twenties and fives, you are a small time player, big time. <laughs> no one makes it rain with twenties and fives in rap videos and in the club. <laughs> like yeah, that's making it drizzle at best. <laughs> Katie and I made it rain with ones. <laughs> Rating 20s is, is some, like, C-list American celebrity or, because of the exchange rate, A-list Australian celebrity <laughs> type shit. <laughs> yeah, that you know that that is Carl Stefanovic's yeah. go-to. <laughs> he's he's a real 5s and 20s kind of guy. It's a Koshy type yeah, move. for sure. So, Steve and his wife, Michelle, now have to sit there and go through all the bundles of cash to determine what sh- they should actually keep. When all is said and done, they leave the van at the building with 3.3 mil left in it. Oh, God. Well, I mean, you know what? At this point, it's not like if someone finds the truck, uh, they're going to go, oh, fuck, truck full of cash. It's like they're going to track the... Clearly got a GPS on it. This is 1997. Oh, yeah. That's right. Money train. Yeah. Knowing that they need knowing that they need to lay low, they return to their trailer park home for a few days. Good. Then after those few days, they say, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) They move out of the trailer park and pay for a $600,000 mansion in straight cash on the other side of town. 
mostly 20s. No. <laughs> How does that even work? What sort of... Realtors are scum. The absolute skid mark of society. Oh, right? yeah. They didn't give a shit because if you're getting that commission in straight cash, you're going to rub that ass. <laughs> it's... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's uh, and so no one flagged it. It's obviously super incognito paying for a 600k mansion in cash. <sighs> but but, but criminals s- aren't smart. But the thing is, why would you hang around? In the sa- they're, they're still in Charlotte. <laughs> they've literally they've gone like three suburbs away to buy a mansion. Why would you not leave? You only have two options. It's either stay in exactly the same suburb, hide in plain sight. For years and don't spend anything. Yeah, which was or, the plan. Or bust country lines and go to a non-extradition country straight away. Exactly. There, there you two. Yeah. But this is why you and I won't be criminals because that's heaps too smart. Yeah, absolutely. Like I would be a fucking ghost. I mean, like I'm pale, but I mean, like I was, I'd be. I was about to say I you, w- are, you are already a moon tanning I'd, motherfucker. <laughs> I'd be a ghost in the figurative sense. I'd be like. <laughs> I would be out of there so quick. Yeah, I would not. I, I don't. I don't think that many people have the patience to not spend the money for three years. It and, will be t- and, and, oh, and, and, and hang around. I, I get that, but especially they, if you are in a trailer park, if that's your oh, existence Jesus. and you're sitting on human human green is the absolute or, worst. Yeah, just ridiculous. Um, so they that, probably thought that this was a small purchase because it's all comparative. I mean, yeah, they're looking at me like, yeah. well, we got. F- Fourteen mil. We're only. It's only six hundred grand. Yeah, that's nothing. This won't alert. This will not rise suspicion at all. No, it's totally fine. It's only six hundred k. This is what normal people do. Six hundred grand straight cash. Surely he actually told people he was like, "I used to be a Dallas Cowboys football player." That is so dumb because not at that time though. I everything you've told me about this bloke makes me think that he is the weediest <laughs> white AF bloke. No, 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 no. He's quite a stocky dude with prison pussy on his face. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I know that's harsh. That's what we call a goatee. <laughs> anyway, he t- that that's what he told people when when he got the thing. But right, but the 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 alarm had already been raised. The feds start getting tips from mostly friends and family, (laughs) which is a real, real kick to the guts. (laughs) That's a fuck you. So the FBI, but even though they received these tips, the FBI weren't on them quickly because, to quote from one of the agents on the case, we weren't sure sure they were involved because it just seems ridiculous that someone didn't travel out of the city with the money. (laughs) Literally. Telling you, hiding in plain sight, not the worst idea, but also... Don't spend the money. But also the worst idea. But then Michelle Chambers, the wife of Steve, walks into a bank with a bag full of cash. Steve had been doing, you know, had been depositing in small amounts over time. Smart. But it seems like she just got annoyed one day and wanted to bank a whole brick. So she slides up to the bank teller and says, how much can I deposit before you have to report it to the feds? Oh, God. Followed by... God. Followed by... I'll deposit that amount. Don't worry, it's not drug money. <laughs> yeah. Slow clap. Uh, this is why you need to make sure that you're having open and honest communication in a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> because if you do not stop 
your domestic uh, problems getting out of hand, then bad shit happens. Like, hell hath no fury like a woman with a brick full of cash. <laughs> totally. Look, there's a saying oh. in sports, which is, it's your game to lose. Well, <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, just taking it one week at a time. And these guys were not taking it one week at a time. There's <laughs> a saying in sports, give it 110%. <laughs> week to week. Super Bowl ain't won in September. Yes, yeah. it is. Defense wins <laughs> championships. <laughs> it is when you've got 14 mil and you can get the fuck out of America. Yeah. But yeah, there's that saying, it's your game to lose. Well, they lost it. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the most red flags that can go off in a bank at once. How much can I deposit before I have to report to the feds? Before you have to report to the feds? Yeah, before you have to report to the feds. Don't worry, it's not, not drug, drug money. money. That is like so, that's like wearing no condom and saying, "Don't worry, I don't have anything." Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Wear a Jimmy hat, you dumb fucks. Yes, I'm still on the condom thing. <laughs> but also, there were heaps, heaps more STIs in 1997. Proven fact. Yeah, but now we've gone full stupidity circle. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Where everyone's just super like super gonorrhea. So everyone is just like. Mm, amazing. Where 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 uh, you know STIs are around, we should start using condoms. And then it's now gotten to the part where people are like, "Yeah, we eradicated everything, didn't we? Oh, Let's yeah. not use condoms." It's no joke. <laughs> the number of kids who do not believe that they can possibly be hit by any- anyway doesn't matter. It's we're, 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 we always go off track had, when we talk about we've this. had we've the conversation. This. It's just going to make me mad. Yeah. All right. So the feds are now all in on the chambers and trying to figure out their connection to Dave. Because that's the thing. They, they know Dave's there. They know Kelly is involved because they work together. But they're missing that final link to the chambers. <laughs> There's a lot of red string and dots. Yeah. <laughs> on a large, large FBI board. Yeah. <sighs> so. But Dave... <laughs> Just it's, headshots. Yeah, it's, it's this. This is the last known photo, and it's him in his fucking New Balance sneakers. <laughs> it's him robbing dead ass, <laughs> doing, doing the dance, dance off the CCTV. <laughs> You're like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> so now the feds. Yeah, they go all in on the chambers. They tap their phones. They monitor at all of their activities. Yeah, the chambers are completely oblivious. So. What do oblivious people do? Have just robbed a bank. They keep on keeping on. And by that, I mean buying necessities such as a $43,000 three-carat ring. Oh, no. That's even worse. Tiger carpeting for their house. (laughs) (laughs) What? Fucking Mike Tyson? A $600 cigar store Indian. (laughs) Framed Playboy (laughs) magazines for the bathroom. (laughs) When? Hang on. (laughs) A BMW Z3. Oh, there we go. And, of course, a velvet painting of Elvis. <laughs> you can take the people out of the trailer park. <laughs> you you can't cannot take... take the trailer park out of the people. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you say a $600,000 cigar shop Indian, uh, that does sound suspiciously like the... Uh, incredibly naff um, but favourite American pastime of buying humans. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. And oh. the thing about that is, like, if you were told or you're in a position where it's like, you could buy the world, essentially. Yep. What are you going to get? Oh, 
tiger carpeting, <laughs> cigar <laughs> store Indian, and Velvis. <laughs> and Velvis. That's what I want. Get me Velvis. Get me, bring me Velvis. So one day the feds get what they're looking for. Steve Chambers receives a call from Kelly Campbell saying she needs to sort another drop for Dave to send more money down. Yep. I, I personally cannot believe they're still sending cash to Dave. That the mind boggles. I know. that it, Because they Steve seems like the ultimate rat. The mind boggles even more because Steve didn't know, didn't know Dave. Dave at all. Yeah. He's just, he just gets told by some rando named Dave, Kelly's the only common person there, that you've just got to hold on to this money and send some down every once in a while. Yeah, totally. So it turns out that as part of the plan, Steve was organising drops of eight to ten grand a pop. At the same time as he's buying Velvus and a BMW <laughs> yeah. Z3. Yeah, to be sent down to Dave in Mexico. Oh, shit. But this time, the Big FBI time. are listening. Ooh. Steve goes off script. Like a teenager who has had everything given to them by their parents and then has been asked <laughs> to do something trivial like take out the garbage, Steve <laughs> responds with, oh, this guy and the money. Always with the money. You know what? What we're going to do now is hire a hitman and whack Dave. Oh, God damn it. And remember, like a teenager, this guy has done nothing but spend someone else's money. Yeah. I'm also, in this story... Comparatively, I'm very pro team Dave. Yep. Very pro team Dave. So I'm really glad that Steve is now busted. Yeah. Well, okay. So his only job, Steve's only job was to hide the cash, as we were saying, send something down to Mexico every once in a while and lay low. He couldn't even do that. He's the worst. So now he's a small time crook, a rat, and a snake. <laughs> snake <laughs> fuck chambers. <laughs> But so he's, he's, he's a rat, he's a snake, he's got fucking tiger car, but the bloke's playing Chinese Zodiac bingo. <laughs> it's all over it. The hitman goes down to Mexico and locates Dave. He pretends to be a random tourist so that they start shooting the shit. So Dave feels comfortable enough to be with him. Then the hitman can't bring himself to do it. He oh, likes yes. Dave, and so they become mates and drink beers on the beach. <laughs> yes. Can't, Dave. Imagine Most, <laughs> mostly because the hitman's like, yeah, man, I can't kill this guy. He played for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> the FBI's like, that's a lie. He lied to you. But imagine being that likable that a hitman won't even kill you. It's like a bizarre sitcom. <laughs> so the uh, F- Dave just did the cool rob that ass dance. Yeah. <laughs> so... The FBI are now like, oh, shit, we have to forget about the money for a sec and go and get Dave. So (laughs) they work with the Mexican police to go and grab him and get him into custody, which they do. Yeah. He confesses everything on the flight back. And uh, oh, oh, they extracted on the flight. On the flight. Wow. Yeah. That's a that's a great time. I assume he went back business. They just got a couple of GNTs into him. Well, what, yeah. A few a few horses dervers. When when he found out that someone was coming to kill him, he was just like, nah. He was like, well, I'm very relieved to be arrested. Basically, that's great. So, I, I, I that's that's a feel good arrest. Yeah. So he confesses everything on the plane, and old Snake Fuck Chambers and his wife are arrested along with Kelly Campbell. Dave gets seven years in prison. Light. Uh, old Snake Fuck Chambers got 11 years, and Michelle Chambers got seven. What about Kelly? I could not find. I literally, I, I hunted down for ages. 
what happened to her. Cannot find anything as to how much she got. I would assume it would be around the seven years. But she, she did get charged. She did get arrested yeah, and she okay. did get charged. It's a, it's not like she turned state's evidence because even, Dave already did that on the plane and and gave everything up. But even other people, like, because there were other people that connected to it, I just decided to, like, put them in the background <laughs> because otherwise <laughs> it just got way too complicated. But what they were doing is that they were getting other people that they knew to open up safe deposit boxes and put them in, like, just different banks. So when they when the FBI saw these dumbass transactions, like with Michelle being like, by the way, dis no drug money, <laughs> they were just like, okay, who's going over to their house? Where are they going? And then they see, you know, about 20 people in total going to different banks, oh starting God. up safety deposit boxes, and you see the footage, the FBI footage, and they go in there, Brick in this bank, brick in that oh. bank, brick, 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 like every in every bank in that city. Sure, sure. If you got that much money, you clean it. Like the, the, that's that's the thing. It's like casinos, start a business, do do anything to legitimise that that sort of cash. But also, once again, it's not funny and it's not real if it's yep. not actual criminals who are fucking stupid. And that's how we end up in this position. And that's story time for this week, my friend. Oh, that's great, mate. That is genuinely one of those ones where if a hitman can't bring themselves to kill you, <laughs> it's worth the prison time because that's that's on your tombstone. It's like the man too lovable to kill. <laughs> <laughs> Just couldn't stop robbing that ass. <laughs> <laughs> died doing what he loved. loved. Robbing uh, that ass. Right, so that is, uh, yeah, so that, <laughs> that, that, was the, uh, that was the story. But uh, uh, for some people, it might sound quite familiar, and that is because they made a movie. Yeah. A comedy movie out of it. It's called Masterminds. Uh, Zach, Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris yeah. and Wig, uh, yeah. Jason Sudeikis, and Owen Wilson, I believe. Yeah. Came out in 2016. Yeah. Uh, some exaggerated points, but... <laughs> a lot of it not. <laughs> the only exaggerated points were the improv lines out of Gallif uh, Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, who, I would imagine Who that. notoriously turns movies from the actual narrative to whatever he wants. Yeah, it's just improv night <laughs> at Zach's house. <laughs> That's the best. And actually, this is... It's, a, it's, a, it's an episode of firsts. So we actually... I received that, that story. Yeah. That, I that idea and, and that story from... Kane Fife, one of our one oh, of our loyal listeners, the prof. We have never, yeah, the prof. We've never received something that because I mean, getting a story is hard, <laughs> right? Because it has to have so many like twists and turns, and it has to have all these sort of elements <laughs> going for it. And none of you idiot listeners, and none of you useless fucks, have ever sent us anything that good. Good on you, mate. Thanks for that. Yeah, amazing. Oh, mate, very, very well done. So we've had, we've had a couple of, of submissions that have actually come up on this cast and um, we're seeing a lot of um, activity coming at us from listeners as we move towards the end of season two. How do people get in touch with us? Because yeah. I genuinely don't know. Yeah, great. Well, this one's just for you and for our listeners as well. Find us on Instagram, Gus and Rig, at G-U-S-A-N-D-R-I-G. Send us a message through Facebook. We are shit show, all one word. Or if you want to send something meatier to us, send us an email, shitshow.au at gmail.com. Fantastic. Uh, oh, two quick shout-outs um, to uh, 
two good friends of mine who have their birthdays on consecutive days this week, which is uh, to Claude and to Al. Happy birthday for this week. Um, and uh, also Rob has his birthday this week. There's a, there's a bunch of birthdays. So many. Yep. So and, many. And, and if you're listening to this and being like, it's my birthday this week as well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Buy me something. Like a, like a wise receptionist once said, go fuck go yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give us 50 bucks. We'll shout you out. Actually, don't. If anyone sends us $50 to, to wish them happy birthday, prepare to be roasted. <laughs> <laughs> and fine, actually, final thing. Uh, this week, I was on a, a friend of mine's podcast. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, so, I, I was Beck on... Beck and Alex. Yeah, with Beck and Alex. It's, uh, they've got a podcast called The Ladies' Guide to Dude Cinema. It's all about... Reviewing movies, uh, women reviewing movies that guys always tell them to watch, yep. uh, painstakingly, it and is, so it is very good. And they review it for other uh, other people so that they don't have to watch it. So I did The Matrix Reloaded, which is just a real clusterfuck <laughs> of a movie. Uh, so if you want to check that out, go find them. Uh, they're Dude Cinema Pod on Instagram and uh, and give it a listen for. Your favourite <laughs> voice that you cannot discern from the other one. Well, well, you definitely will on that podcast def- because the octaves difference between Beck and Alex and you, my God, I don't know what you had smoked or drunk before <laughs> going on that show, but you sounded like Barry White was deep throat. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. It's an absolute gulf, isn't it? Yeah, it's <laughs> huge. You, Everything you said was the brown note. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> awesome. I think that's all we've got time for, mate. It sure is. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I've had an incredible week thus far, so I guess I'll be going and continuing to write our porno. Awesome. And I'm going to go and rub that ass. (laughs) See you Bye.